Hey, Colin. <laughs> How's it going? Good. How are you? Really good. Uh, uh, I have a little bit of follow-up from last week. Okay. Um, and I didn't, I didn't share that with you because I just kind of threw it together now, but did you see that Bloomberg is now reporting that Salesforce is officially out as a Twitter potential suitor? Oh. Yeah. Who's left? Who's left? I mean, uh, yeah. I mean it could be, a, a, could be a BlackBerry situation where they just continue on, but, I mean, does, does Twitter have billions in cash to continue on? <laughs> Um, I I wonder if they absolutely had to find a purchaser, or if they just thought that the timing was right for some reason. Um, but I would say that if we see someone make an announcement prior to their earnings call, which is what they said they wanted, um, which I think is on the somewhere in the twenties of October, um, that it probably will be one of the companies that that seems to bid on large tech companies like from the Arab nations or maybe Alibaba or something you know that there's, we're not yeah there's that uh, that Saudi Saudi prince that like owns a huge stake already so um, yeah you could get a bunch of his friends or you know some other Asian investors to you know go in on it so yeah. Yeah, so who knows? We'll see. But I just thought that was interesting that pretty much everybody that they thought they had a pretty good beat on as far as being a potential bidder has publicly said they are not going to bid, which is going a lot further. That's Not only is that substantiating that there was a rumor that they were even thinking about it, but then it's also saying, hey, we're out. <laughs> we, don't, uh, we don't want this, you know? Um, anyway. The other bit of follow-up is um, we talked at the tail end of our discussion last week about kind of making the status updates from my blog become tweets, and I did successfully make some strides there. I wrote my own code to uh, make it so that when I do update the status on my blog that it sends it as a tweet to Twitter. Then you followed up on Twitter saying, hey, how about including a character to be able to retrieve, like, the replies or whether I reply or not? Um, but just so you know, um, I could uh, do two things there. Number one is if, if one of my tweets go out and people reply to it, there's a way of gathering those replies very easily through Twitter's API anyway to put on my site. I don't have to, like, find them. It would. It would just. I could just ask the Twitter API for all the responses to this particular tweet, and then for me being able to respond to tweets on my site, um, and like you said, kind of showing that the fact that there was a conversation, um, I could also do that, which is that I could say, hey, this this particular status message is a reply to this particular tweet. I didn't do those things yet. I also didn't hook it up so that if I ho- if I include a photo in the status update that it would go to Twitter the way that it would normally. Um, so maybe I'll do some of those things coming up in the next few weeks and I can, we can chat about that when the time comes, but um, I did make it so that there is one fundamental difference, which is the big one that we talked about from last week with the, if this, then that recipe solution and what I have now, which is if I write anything less than 140 characters, it just goes to Twitter and there is no link back to my site at all. People that are viewing those tweets would never know the difference about whether or not I had scrawled those beautiful sonnets on Twitter.com or in a Twitter app or anything, or the fact that I published them with my uh, website. So no one will ever know the difference. Nice. Um, but if I go over, even by a, one character, it will truncate it put the link on, and so then people can see that there's more to it. So on my site, I am not limited to 140 characters um, at, for me to write a status and say. So it doesn't do it for every blog post. It doesn't do it for any of the images that I upload. It doesn't do it for the audio bit like that I'll publish this post on. It doesn't do it for anything but statuses at the moment. 
and I'm good with that. Well, cool. Um, I'm going to yeah. have to take a look at the code because, uh, I mean, it's one of the things we're going to talk about, but comments is, um, <laughs> I, I still haven't decided what I'm going to do with comments, but. <laughs> yeah. Well, let's get right into that because I, I that was going to be our topic for this week is talking about blog comments a little bit. So so people that are anybody that's listening to this, which we did get, um, I don't keep like really good statistics. I just have like Jetpack, and um, if I really wanted to, I, I put the file, the MP3 files, on Amazon, so I probably could figure it out. But my guess is um, a few hundred people listened to the last one. Nice. Um, I got a couple responses on Twitter, but not not a ton. And I don't have blog comments on, so I don't know about that. Um, and you don't know how long they listened. You know, um, I didn't really look into that. But either way, I think that if you are listening to this right now, I just want to say uh, thanks for tuning in to Danny and I. And if we continue doing this, hopefully you'll stick around with us. But this week, um, if you're an older person like me, um, you'll remember when blog comments were like the way that we communicated. Um, I have blog comments, um, on my site from the 2005, 2006 time period where I had single posts that had 150, 200 comments on it, and that would be normal. Um, and do you remember like when, like that's where, that's where you would respond to things. And it, it's really... I want to say it's just like the natural evolution of of the internet and how people communicating on the internet. It started out as you know email and then bulletin board systems and then people people commenting on in forums and stuff and then and having conversations there and then everybody having their own website and blog and just natural to have oh I want to have my own my own forum my own Mm-hmm. area for conversation about what we're talking about um and you know it was it was like a a measure of how successful a site was was is are, is there a active community participating on your site mm-hmm. yep i think it's a real shame that there's been this lull between when comments were new and the the conversation was engaging and then when some of the people that got online like as more and more people get online uh which now we're at hundreds of millions of people that are able to be online every day um i don't know if it's in the billions as far as like connected every day um but it could be it could be easily um you know certainly with the cell phones and stuff but i i just mean you know let's say people that connect to the web on a daily basis and, and interact and stuff. I don't think it's in the billions, but um, yeah, F- even with says, Facebook, Facebook says they've got uh, 1.65 billion monthly active users. With that could mean so many things. With you know? uh, half of those mobile only, so right. Um, and and if they all, only like, Pinterest, go on Facebook, and yeah, Pinterest was like 150 million monthly. Mm-hmm. And and so I, I think it's definitely a, um, you know, in in the hundreds of millions at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I know Twitter has four hundred million. Uh, Instagram has four hundred and fifty million, five hundred million. So there are hundreds of millions of people that get online every day, and what they see is you know kind of important. Like yes, there might be almost two billion now people that go on Facebook, but if all they ever do is open up the Facebook app, then then they're only interacting there. But what I was, my point was that um, as more people have gotten online over the last few decades, it's more of a proper um, representation of the world. And so um, in the beginning of the internet, when there wasn't as many people on it, but the people that were on it, literally had to make the investment in the computers and the, the, the modems and all these different things and, and learning it and everything. They were more engaged because they worked so hard to get there. You know, it's like, man, if you if you spent thousands and thousands of dollars and you were spending tons of money and at the time you were maybe even using your 
house's phone line to get online, so you were kind of soaking up the family's ability to be able to make phone calls and everything. You had all this big commitment so that when you got online, you read a blog post, you know, it was a big deal. And um, now, not now, let's let's just say a couple years into that, as anonymity began becoming a, an issue, people that are able to masquerade as usernames rather than real names, and also as more and more people got online and it was easier, then you start getting people that are willing to say anything in a blog comment, that are willing to troll, let's say. We all know what Reddit and YouTube and and, and different websites kind of look, look like. Um, now, Reddit, on one hand, is incredibly powerful and there's some brilliant people on there, but then there's also like the, bleh, you know. Um, yeah, I, I, I think um, that the anonymity... Um, has always been in a factor as far as comments go. And mm-hmm. um, I, I think the, and I think this is kind of what, what you're, you're going towards, is that um, in combination with a few other factors, is that as more people got online, your audience wasn't just your intended audience. It could be anybody. And, mm-hmm. and that, that anybody in the beginning was mostly tech people or um, people that had, you know, made the investment. But as, you know, as the population of people online became, it became more representative of actually anybody. And, mm-hmm. and, and I, I think um, part of the reason why comments went away is, one, spam, just like straight up spam and dealing with you know, the technical yeah. headache of spam. Um, yeah. You know, I, I know so many people just disable comments because they don't want to deal with, deal with spam. Oh, yeah, with spam comments and all of, uh, all of that garbage. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the other part is, okay, moderating, like, and this has been an issue since the beginning of the internet, is moderation is a nearly full-time job. Um, mm-hmm. And, you know, the sites like Metafilter and and such, it is a full-time job for people to be moderating and basically, you know, crafting and, like, building their community the way they want it. Um, if if you want to have a site, it, it is a full-time job, and that requires funds. And for so many sites, like, they just don't, you know, people just don't have the time to moderate. Yeah, all of those things are true, and I think some flavor of what you just said was probably true for almost everybody that ended up turning them off over time. So I I think it stinks that there's been this lull between when they were cool and useful and engaging, and it's like what you lived for, to they got annoying, to everybody shut them off, and then there wasn't any for a while. And I do think they're starting to make a comeback for several different reasons, which we'll get into. But... I wrote a blog post nine years ago that talked about one of the benefits of getting rid of comments. And so there was a lot of people that maybe would do it as a tactic. So if I have a if I have a, someone reading my blog post and it's let's say it's a, a divisive topic or it's um, something that really makes you want to reply for some reason, you know, let's as an example, because we're in technology and stuff, you could say like, oh, I'm calling out the latest version of Mac. Uh, or Microsoft this or whatever, and you get another a couple people on there that like, oh, I got to reply to this. If you have a comment field, that person reads your your post and they put in a comment, and yeah, you could have this comments area that's you know five hundred comments back and forth. Everybody's going, but imagine the the traffic increase if you could get them to comment on their own blog and link to you. Like, oh, look what Danny said about Windows ninety eight or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to call him out on that. I'm going to quote him right here and then link to him and say, go over there or whatever. You'd get a lot of people writing about you if you didn't have blog comments. And so that's kind of one of the things I wrote about in in 2007 was that not having comments on could be a tactic to generating ta- traffic. And and you can kind of see you know, people using it, you know, I want to say it's kind of a traditional media strategy, but you know, mm-hmm. bloggers adopting it is, you know, whether it's a real or or just created feud um, of going back and forth, one person yeah. saying something divisive and then the other person saying something, and then yep. that feud itself becomes news that gets covered and then everybody it's gets rap, It's a rap battle. 
It's a yeah. rap battle. I mean, the people, I think it's always funny when you hear like, oh, this, it's, and it's been happening since like, I mean, I was alive when rap became rap in 91 and 90 and 89 is, I think it's funny that here we are 25 years later and when this rapper is fighting with this rapper, I always think to myself, like, 90... I mean, some of them are... There's, like, genuine beef out there, I'm sure. But 90% of it's like, dude, this guy's going to drop an album in a month. I guarantee it. There's a reason why he is in the thing, and everybody wants to know what's going on, and he's complaining about whatever, because he's going to drop an album. But um, anyway, that's that's kind of, like, what you were saying there, is, like, if you if you write something on purpose to, to generate some buzz and to generate a little back and forth, then you just help each other by doing that, you know? Um, but I think part of part of that it was there was a ton of money going into blogging um, right around you know two thousand five to two thousand six yeah. seven eight I think it dropped off right around two thousand nine um, yeah. just because of like Google and the CPM and mm-hmm. all of that um, was just astronomical and it was it was awesome <laughs> being and, somebody that was part of that I loved it and and. I think part of why comments and blogging in general kind of like died down a little is is because Google changed their algorithms and um, and those those CPMs died dramatically and suddenly blogging you're like well I'm gonna go find a, a new job. Yep, absolutely. Yep, I know a lot of people that that ran into that problem. That not only were they making money on Google, but I mean, remember I was. Uh, helping to run nine rules at the time when Weblogs Inc., oh, yeah. which is Jason Calacanis's, uh company, got bought for twenty something million by AOL, and it was just a blog, you know. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was kind of around those things happening all the time, but uh, definitely a lot of changes happened. But there was also another thing about turning off blog comments, and I can say this probably fits for me. Um, my personal blog, like, I have written about this several times, but it's about trying to write for you on your own personal blog. Some people, I mean, blogging when it first, like the live journal, I think about like where, where blogging really started, the live journal type of a thing. People were writing about their, their breakups with their boyfriends and girlfriends, and um, they're writing about, you know, how they don't like their mom and, and whatever. And what I mean by that is that it was generally younger people in a very diary kind of feel. That's where blogging's roots really come from. Right. And um, when you try to have that balance of like, okay, my personal blog is going to be somewhat personal. I'm going to share things on there like, you know, I, I, I might – I have recently shared on there um, on my own blog uh, – just my well i'm hiking and that's not a topic that is going to generate any traffic and i don't care um it's my blog but i also don't share what i'm feeling you know down on there or whatever really so um i'm not like i'm not sharing ultra personal things and ultra meta and diary-ish type things but i'm certainly sharing my 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 hobbies and my kayaking and right. whatever. Um, so what I would say about trying to, let's say you try to have a personal blog that has that feeling of like intimate, personal. It's very hard when you are watching traffic, number one, or are caring about the number of comments on a blog. So let's say that there is a big fat zero on every blog post that you write as far as the comments are concerned. Oh, zero comments, zero comments, zero comments, zero comments, zero comments. And you go to another blog and you see like nine and 50 and whatever, who knows, whatever it is, you might like start to be like, well, I'm not getting any comments or I'm not getting any traffic or I'm not getting whatever because of what I'm writing. And it may change what you write. Absolutely. whether whether or not you are even it, it may unwittingly do it. So some people would, and I can even say this for myself, for my personal blog, not for my tech blog, which at the time had tons of comments. Is my personal blog? I like kind of not having comments because it doesn't. It does. I don't expect there to be many comments, and I kind of would be like self analyzing myself if there was zero 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 all the time, because at the end of the post you might be like, well. Hey, what do you guys think? You might even throw that one little thing in there, like writing about this hiking thing, 
tell me what you think in the comments or writing about this personal thing and like do you guys agree or disagree just because you want to hear from somebody and so i think that turning off comments means that you kind of throw it out the window and say listen i don't care if it, i don't care if anybody ever reads this i don't care if anybody ever comments on it um i'm just going to blog about this regardless yeah i i think i definitely got caught up in that um that okay i'm going to write about stuff because i want comments because i want views and and all yeah. of that okay that and that influencing what i'm going to write about um and definitely you know as part of that chasing those those page views and the the, the money part of it in the beginning of blogging um but then like like you're saying i think like sometimes you do want that that conversation about what you're writing about mm-hmm. and um i think part of why comments went away in addition to what we've already talked about is the rise of like facebook becoming you know everywhere and twitter becoming like the place to have a public conversation and um you know like personally i like i stopped blogging for a long time because i was getting that you know like that interaction that i wanted just straight from twitter Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's exactly what's happening. I think that's maybe not happening, but happened is if you look at anybody that used to have a fairly successful blog, and there's a lot of designers and developers and people in our industry that have had very cool blogs that we wish were still around. Um, but you will see that now they're on Twitter and they don't blog anymore. You go back to their websites, you haven't seen a blog post in like three years, or the last one that they wrote was when they we're joining a new company or leaving a new company or whatever it might be um, is because they were able to send a tweet, which is almost no work <laughs> and get some feedback from people uh, and respond to the ones they want to respond to and don't feel obligated whatsoever to respond to others. I don't know about you, but you know, you can send a tweet out uh, to someone specific and you don't really expect a response. If you get one, you're kind of happy about it. But if you don't get one, you understand. On yeah. Twitter, it, that, I mean, on Twitter, it's not like it's an SMS where you're like, "What the heck, man? Why aren't they responding to me back?" Twitter has like this other feeling to it, where if someone mentions you, you don't feel like completely obligated to respond. And I think that's why it's it's like the best blogging platform ever for certain people because. One, they don't have to come up with a lot of words to describe what they're thinking. And two, they can respond to any... They, they will probably get feedback, number two. And number three, they can respond to any of it they want, and they don't have to respond to the rest of it. So it's kind of nice, you know, in that way. And I think that I think Twitter has 100% uh, sucked the oxygen out of the blogosphere. Um, not that there's not still blogs, and I think blogging is coming back a little bit, I think. Uh, yeah, I was going to say... Two of the links that I linked in my Monday link post, um, uh, both John Hicks and Zeldman, Jeffrey Zeldman. Um, Zeldman was doing Happy Cog with uh, the people that were doing that, and now he's he's doing his own studio and on his own. And um, you know, he, he was one of those people that I'm I'm hoping that. Turn, this turns into a blog or something, but you know that John Hicks, you know, was doing consulting with Opera and um, yeah, and, and basically, you know, because he was working full time and doing all of that, like there wasn't a lot of blogging going on, um, and so now it's like, okay, well now I'm back in business and you know working on my own stuff. So hey, get in touch, and you know, well that was in July, and you know, he says comment via Twitter. <laughs> And, exactly. Um, but, but it's like okay. So now there's. I, I feel like there are people getting back into and and moving towards blogging again. I think, and I also think that there's some people out there that never stopped, and I also think there's some people out there that um, will get into it uh, and never not not have been from the old school, also, and. You know what I mean? Like, they don't have to be 30 to get into blogging now. I think there's going to be people that get into blogging. I don't know. I still think that the barrier of entry of blogging is still pretty high. 
um, you have to really want to own the space that is your blog. Like, people can publish to Medium, and it's obvious that they don't care about anything except the words, which is important. It's very important, you know, but when you publish on Medium, it's not that you care about display. It's not that you care about it being yours, and it certainly isn't because you think it's going to be your data going forward or the fact that you own that URL or anything. Um, It is about the idea that you're publishing. You want people to see it. Um, But like your blog, you know, I mean, you've already spent some amount of time on it to get it to look and feel the way that you want, um, and I'm sure that you will continue to do that. You have to really want that to um, to be – like blogging is still uh, something that you have to, to work at even though the, the tools are, are remarkably better than when we began. Um, I just subscribed to your RSS feed. Was your RSS feed down or something? Because I I know I was subscribed, and I didn't get these posts, but then I just put it into Feedly now, and I got them. So. Um, I'm guessing it has to do with that whole permalinks problem. Oh, Okay. So now, but now, I mean, it came in, and you so you have a couple of posts from this week, which is cool. Um, and I see that you linked to my blog uh, on your Money Links post, so thank you very much for that. Yeah, um, some some of those posts, um, even if you were subscribed, um, they didn't go out on the day that they were scheduled to go out because I had clicked November instead of October. Just one of those, mm-hmm. <laughs> one of those schedule. Things where you're clicking around and actually accidentally click the wrong month, but um, yeah, I I don't know. I, I still have a lot of you know, like you said, work in getting my blog to be where I want. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I think in terms of like encouraging like like a younger generation in blogging, um, mm-hmm. one of the things that I've told people is. Um, especially from, like, a fiction publishing, is to just sign up WordPress.com, pick a, pick a theme and template, and, and then just, just start writing. And, you know, if you're doing it for, you know, for publishing purposes, like, hook up a Patreon and spend, spend one day and just box it to one day in terms of customization and how it looks and everything, but then focus on content and what you're publishing and, you know, the regular publishing, which you know, I'm still still working on, but the regular publishing thing is how you build an audience. And mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I've convinced like three people to start publishing their their fiction works just on on WordPress every Friday. They put up a new chapter, and um, I'm like saying, hey, like you might not get that two thousand dollars a month that lets you quit your day job. Mm-hmm. Right, like even within the first two two years, but you'll slowly yeah. build there and build an audience, and then those people become people that you can you know sell merchandise to, and they can subscribe subscribe to your Patreon, and you know when you yep. come out with an, another you know like you, you have to build that audience, and that comes from regular publishing. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. There is such a power in regular publishing that no matter what you're on. That if people can guarantee that there'll be something new there all the time, that they'll they'll want to be involved. And um, yeah, well that that's a whole other topic. That's uh, a topic that I'd love to cover because I'm very I'm all over that. Um, so why do I think like I think I said last week like blog comments aren't why are dead. Having a comeback. I think a couple things have come have happened. Um, one and I, I think one has happened over the course of many years, but. There's these these blog platform blog comment platforms that have matured quite a bit from the early days. Uh, they've been around a while, but they, like things like Discuss and or whatever is out there. I know that there's one that's owned by by Automatic too, and I can't remember the name of it. I'll look it up while I'm on here. Automatic is the company that runs WordPress and uh, WordPress.com anyway. Um, yeah, I was looking up Discus. Um, it's interesting. I think it's Discuss. <laughs> really? Discuss. Discuss. That makes sense, right? Yeah. It, I mean, like it makes discussing sense. discussing things. It makes sense. Um, 
they've maybe maybe I'm thinking about Pull Daddy that they purchased automatic. I I didn't know this, but um, Discuss is a Y Combinator company. Okay, but they um, or a startup that went through Y Combinator. Sure. So that does a couple of things. One, it it sort of limits the amount of anonymity. Two, it makes it so that when you're commenting on these desperate sites, that as a commenter, as someone that is engages in commenting, you get notified of it. So like when I comment on your blog, if you're running Discuss, and then I comment on somebody else's blog and they're running Discuss, I get a notification about it later on that somebody's replied or whatever, uh, based on my preferences. But that means that now the internet becomes uh, a little more, a little smaller because it ties it together. Like I don't have to go back to your blog post and see if anybody ever replied because who? Why would I remember? So it is it is somewhat valuable to the commenter, and also discussed as all the work as far as moderating and um, uh, you know. Um, removing the spam and, and all those things. Um, I know there's a kismet and stuff like that for WordPress, but generally after the kismet piece, it's on you to do all the moderating. Um, and with Discuss, they, they, they do a lot of the work for you. So in, in other words, there are been some platforms that have come out that have helped to make commenting a little less work for the publisher. The other thing I think is that the people that have left comments on are engaging in there. So I gave you an example uh, of, um, I gave you two examples, I think. I gave you Maria Langer's blog, which is um, an eclecticmind.com, and she's a helicopter pilot and a writer, and uh, she also is, a, I think, a beekeeper and a couple other things. And she um, she writes these very, it's her, her, her blog is very much like a diary, um, with with a little bit more information than you would even need to put into a diary. Um, she has her divorce on there and, you know, has very personal pieces of information, but then also just talks about, like, trips with her RV and the, the very practical lessons that she learned when she took a trip with her RV so that if you were a person that owned an RV and were about to take a trip, if you read her posts, you'd probably be better off. Um, and so there's a very practical value to her blog. And um, when you look at her comment thread, she responds to every single comment that's on there with some meaningful, you know, information. Like somebody might come on there and say, hey, I have the exact same RV and I took with a trip through the mountains and did this, this and this. And then she responds with, oh, when I did that, it, you know, it was this way. That's really valuable on top of those posts. She says that her traffic's around a thousand a day. Um, if you look at her blogs, uh, her blog posts, um, there's five, six, ten comments per or whatever after they've been out for a few weeks. She's got recipes on there, blah, blah, blah. So you can kind of understand that this is like, okay, she's got an audience. You know, she has an audience, and they are engaged with what she writes about. Um, the other example that I gave there was Fred Wilson's blog, which is avc.com. Now that is run in a completely different way, which is he has an audience not only because he's a fairly famous investor, but he has that he blogs every single morning, like you talked about the consistency. He blogs every single morning, and he has for years. I've been subscribed for a long time. Every single morning, regardless, he's got a couple of themes that he follows every day. Like I think on Friday he shows off a feature of, of a, a thing. Sometimes he links to a uh, a video on the weekends, so you have something to watch on the weekend or whatever. But by and large, he what he does is he starts conversations. So every single blog post that he writes is supposed to be pretty much the beginning of a conversation for his audience. So he doesn't ignore the audience. He doesn't allow the audience to like just respond to whatever his whim is. He uses the audience to start conversations. So he might say something like, hey, uh, I'm really thinking about getting the, the new Google Pixel phone, and from what I can tell, the, the the phone has this and this and this and this, and I, what do you guys think? Boom, here's a, you know, 100 comments on what phone to choose. Yeah, I, I think um, both 
want to say both types or methods of having comments is is valuable. Um, mm-hmm. I personally find um, like the second far far more valuable, and it's closer to oh, yeah. the you know the original intent of or you know how the internet was previously used with the bulletin board systems and forums and stuff. Um, a number of sites that I that I follow are um, you know like Fred Wilson's blog in that they you know they the posts themselves are are basically like threads and the the post itself is just the conversation starter and the direction of how the author wants the um, the conversation to go. Um, one of them is uh, it's uh, subtitled a committee of correspondence, and um, you know the the guy is a former military intelligence guy who has you know lots of experience in um, in the intelligence community and lots of connections and stuff. And so he writes and has a couple other people that write as well, um, you know, posts and updates on. I want to say, like, foreign policy and commentary on elections and all that kind of stuff. But what it really is, is it's this committee of correspondence, and the comments are, you know, anywhere from, you know, they're moderated and everything, but um, it, it is a conversation going back and forth, and the, the value is not the posts, but the comments. Like, I read this site Absolutely. primarily for the comments. I don't, like, yeah. I'll, I'll skim... I'll skim the posts, and you know some of it's okay, and and some of it's great. But what I'm really there is for the comments and the audience that, um, you know, it's it's a, a niche audience, but it's from all over the world, and like the combined experience of this audience and like the quality of replies, and part of that, yes, is the moderation, um, but uh, I, I feel like. You know, as you as you grow an audience, I think part of part of it is turning, you know, turning a site into this going from you know one thing where you're replying to every single post or every every single comment and like having that back and forth with the individual people. But I, I feel like the next step is going to um, and transitioning to where the posts drive you know, are, are just the start of a conversation. Um, and I, I, I love blogs, you know, wh- whether it's, you know, maybe there's just three people that always comment and they have back and forth and there's, you know, a thread of 10 to 20, 20, you know, comments going back and forth on each, on each post. But um, I, you know, I've, I've participated heavily in several forum communities for various topics um, and, I feel like that's like the true spirit of the internet and blogging in that you can really it it brings people together that wouldn't normally you know like for example you're living you're living in Pennsylvania I'm living in in Washington and I've lived in California and Utah and other places and I want to say we wouldn't normally have this conversation at all right now except for blogging you still there Uh, i think we i'm still here can you hear me yeah uh have you ever been to a simco.com a simco nope maybe a S Y M C O dot com. You probably heard of Horace Dijoux before. Maybe not. Uh, I think I've seen this site. <laughs> well, it's sort. Of, it reminds me of what you were just talking about, which is, um, I don't know how active it is now compared to what it used to be. I think it. I think. Podcasting, that's a whole other topic probably, but I think podcasting has sucked up some of the blogging as well because it's a little easier to do, just like what we're doing right now. But um, 
Asimco was was kind of created around men, uh, massaging data with the community. And what they would do is they would Horace uh, came from this analytical mobile analytical background, and essentially what they would do is they would start off with a set of data, like as an example, um, how many people use Nokia over Motorola over this, over that, over this, over that, whatever it is. Let's say they start off with that. And how do they learn from having that data? So they would publish a blog post with all the data and what their assumptions are about that data and what you could glean from that data and maybe use in your own business or whatever, you know. And then the, the, the comments were all about, well, look what I did with it. I took this data and I learned this from it. Or uh, this data seems to be off based on these statistics over here, and so I've made adjustments for that. And, it, I mean, it's very, very involved. Um, I'd have to look back and find a particular post, but you'll see in there there's a lot of graphs and a lot of analysis of things like company financials from Apple and, and other companies and, you know, looking at the trends for particular uh, markets and so on and so forth. But um, it's very interesting to see, like, when people, like, use a community through a blog in that way, you know? Yeah. To, to do – it's kind of like saying to do work, but um, but also to come to a, consen- come to a consensus um, uh, by, like, starting like, – because a lot of blog posts would be very – you know, affirmative, like, hey, this is the way it is. Here's a blog post to say the way it is. That's the way. But some blog posts are like, hey, we're not really sure, but this is kind of what we think, and maybe everybody could help us come to a conclusion on this. It's kind of refreshing when you come across a blog post like that that wasn't so, like, um, it seemed like everybody that hit publish think they knew what the heck they were talking about. <laughs> and it's not necessarily true, you know. You might be just starting a conversation, you know. It's it's interesting to see these different flavors of blogs. You know, one one where people are sharing their life and how they're growing potatoes and what they learned about that, and others are, you know, wielding audiences of thousands and and are able to do work because of it. You know, and I, you know, because I've been working in academia for a little bit, um, mm-hmm. I I love that there are these. I want to say kind of like alt, like indie academia going on and like the open source community to some degree, but also just just people with blogs that have audiences that are saying, okay, let's as a community do this. Um, that's, exactly. that's very, very fascinating to me. Um, you know, I have to dig it more into that, you know, the indie web and whatnot, but um, yeah. There's... There are tons and tons and tons of examples like that. Like I, I know we don't know them, but like you were talking about fiction writing and um, people that share serial, you know, uh, stories and, and books. And um, there is so many things that are happening like that out there that may be happening on a website like Reddit or um, 4chan or you know some kind of forum somewhere or. Um, what dig used to be back in the day um, but but I would say that the ones that are really interesting to me are the ones that are happening on people's like blogs and stuff I think it's pretty cool yeah um, one particular community that I mean it was on somebody's blog but they decided to shut down basically shut down the forum part of it and turn off comments and mm-hmm. um, you know this was a basically a five or ten, somewhere in between there, like active, very, very active community with maybe a thousand plus people commenting every single day. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, basically the owner of the site decided that, you know, he was tired of moderating and um, and dealing with trolls and so just shut it down. And, you know, he still blogs and on occasion he'll open up comments, but every, everybody moved to you know, their, their own thing, and I think there's maybe, like, 50 people in a, you know, private, hidden Facebook group 
Um, and, and, then, and maybe maybe there's like ten people in that group that actually comment and and participate. And I, I feel like there's uh, you know in the same situation that that Twitter is right now that there's this very very active community, but it's privately owned and the um, the interests of the owner and operator. Um, sometimes don't align with the people that are using it and seeing value in the use of it. Um, and so I, I feel like there's, you know, there's a huge value in everybody having their own thing and linking to each other and having that conversation in your own space. Um, you know, you know, purely, purely because, you know, because of that private, you know, if, if you're on a private public square, the, the private part is the problem. Mm-hmm. Yep. Absolutely true. I think I'm kind of, the reason why this even came up in my mind to, as a topic for our chat was that I'm thinking of turning comments back on. And I remember, you know, spending years thinking about comments, by the way, uh, how to deal with them and I had comments on my blog before spam was a thing and then dealing with spam and then a kismet came out and, um, and, and, but I mean, I have blog posts that I don't even know if it's still on my blog or if I put those on the Uber geeks back in the day, I had to look. Um, but I used to have a plugin that I wrote, which I'd have to rewrite cause I don't know where that code is, but, um, boy, I'd have to do a lot of work to find that. Um, I, I wrote a, as an example of like one way of gaming the gaming the spammers was spammers used to look for stuff that was showing up on Google um, for particular topics obviously because they wanted to be in the mix on those sites you know so if you did a search for whatever the hot gadget was the PS2 back in the day or whatever it was um, and you found a blog post with that on it they would put a blo- spam those blogs and then they would be linked from the top blogs that were found from Google. Well, I remember doing a number of things back in the day to mitigate some of those things. And one of those things was um, comments were on for blog posts until a blog post was seven days old. Um, And then it automatically turned off. Um, Or uh, you couldn't comment unless you had your comments were never approved unless you already had a comment approved now that is something that's i think now default yeah, in wordpress both, or whatever, both of but those things are are implemented in the, the wordpress core even even the 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 turning it off after a certain amount of time yep that's awesome like i had i had no idea uh, I, because I, I haven't I, comments I, I just i just went and uh, i had when I was turning off comments when I installed WordPress, I was like, "Wow, these are cool. <laughs> this used, these used to be plugins." Yeah, that's funny because I, like I said, I haven't I haven't had comments on in. I can't remember the last time I turned them on on a, on any WordPress thing. So that's funny. Let me look here. I just want to look. Oh, I'm actually close comments on articles. That is so. I remember how long I spent <laughs> working on that too. Um, I don't even know if I put it in the plugin directory back in the day, so I doubt it. Like, could you imagine if I looked under the hood and it had like my code in there or something? I doubt it. I really doubt it, but it'd be so funny. Um, so there's also other things here about like the user must be registered, which is which is a whole other ball of wax and stuff. But um, there are ways to protect yourself and make them actually kind of nice. You know, they have a moder- they have a moderation queue built in here and stuff. So, um, but I am thinking about turning them back on. On my site, um, I don't know if I would do it post by post, uh, meaning like, I'll give you an example, like I have a blog post right now that's growing in traffic like crazy, um, and these are things that you can't predict whatsoever, but I wrote a blog post about how to get um, files off of a GoPro wirelessly, um, and uh, it was just something that I had stumbled across because I was, my GoPro uh when I plugged the USB cable into it, it, it stopped working. Like I couldn't get, I could not get it to mount to my computer. And so I had to figure something out. So 
I found a way to transfer the stuff wirelessly, which was in the manual, but it's like, you know, who reads those things? And so I kind of just kind of put together a tutorial on how to do that. And um, it's like continuing to grow. I think because a new GoPro product came out recently, so people are probably doing yeah. Google searches for things. But you know how blogging like that goes. Once you have a website or a blog post that's out there for a while, it, it kind of grows and grows and grows. And now it's getting way more traffic than when I originally had published it day by day. And so on things like that, I think about what if I put in a comment, like what if I did open up comments very selectively on posts like that where people are finding it for some reason? And so it would be kind of nice if maybe they were improving it. Like what if they went there and they were trying to solve a particular problem? And this is just an example. but And, and they could tell me how to improve it uh, so that it was better. And so that these hundreds of people per day that are visiting this one blog post um, would be getting better information, you know, or yeah. whatever. And it would be kind of neat. I think you have to be careful about, like, chasing, like, that, <laughs> chasing those those views and comments in that, like, oh, what, yeah. like what, do you, what do you talk about, what do you write about? You know, like, if you say, you know, like, oh, well, I'm going to do a follow-up. And then, mm. and then suddenly... All you're writing about is, is GoPro every day. Yeah. Um, and then you get a sponsorship, and then GoPro buys your site for $20 million or something. <laughs> uh, that doesn't happen anymore, that kind of stuff. But uh, that, that would have happened um, like 10 years ago. But <laughs> Yeah, it would have. Um, it would have. You're no, exactly right. Uh, I, I think enabling comments, um, mm-hmm. I, I think you have to... Like, think about it in terms of a, like, starting a conversation about it. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, maybe it's just a, like, an update to the post that, you know, at the top or the bottom it says, you know, there's, this seems like a popular post and maybe it's like an, an automated thing that once there's a certain amount number amount of traffic, it opens up comments and adds, like, a, you know, two, two lines that says, like, oh, hey, this looks like a popular article. Um, add your comment below about why you, you know, why you're visiting or your experience on this topic. And so just to try to encourage this and maybe like when that threshold hits, it it auto tweets out like that, that line that says, you know, here, here's the article, add your comments or add your thoughts in the comments. That that way, um, you know, it's not like a new post. But it, it's basically trying to start a conversation about it. Yeah. Yeah, it's funny because for a while I had all analytics off. And because I've started to write every single day and share something every single day and even schedule the images and, you know, we're now doing these audio bits, which is a nice thing, is I kind of wanted to just see, like, what's working and what's not. But it has not changed what I've written about because, trust me, if I really wanted traffic... <laughs> I know exactly what to write about. You know, um, it's odd, but there's still room for people to be writing about, you know, even though I do, I'm not saying that I don't. Like, I still write about some things that do generate traffic. Like, um, my hiking posts don't, uh, and I don't expect them to. Uh, They do get read by the number of people that kind of subscribe or whatever, but that's about it. So, Um, But the Apple, iOS, photo, whatever, I mean tons and tons of traffic to those things um and i could write about them all day because i do have an opinion about them but i'm not really interested in that somehow there's still room for more apple blogging who knows (laughs) (laughs) i that's crazy um one of the things somebody mentioned last night and it was just kind of like a i replied to somebody's tweet about hey everybody stay safe because there was a huge storm coming through and i i just wrote just a little bit and part of it was fictional, and part of it was just, you know, what I was observing, because I'm here in the Pacific Northwest. Um, and they said, oh, you know, that sounds like it could be read over, you know, the news broadcast. And, like, I was thinking, hmm, you know, maybe maybe that could be, like, a regular feature, whether it's a blog or, you know, just a five-minute YouTube thing of, um, re- like, reporting on or, and talking about 
the weather. And okay, so that's like very, very not not deep conversation, but I feel like those are the sorts of things where you can say, okay, this is a a weekly conversation starter. Yep. And 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 maybe I, you know, once a week have have a thread with open comments. Yeah. There's all kinds of there's all kinds of things. Like it's it's funny too when somebody tells you they read your blog because if you are really blogging for personal reasons, you hardly expect anybody to read it at all. You know what I mean? It's it's odd to say that because I know people are reading my blog, I, and I don't have that much traffic on my personal site. But um, I had someone the other day tell me like, "Oh yeah, I, I I read your blog post about blah blah blah." blah. I'm like, "You like what the heck were you doing?" I, like I I almost was like, "I can't believe you were there." Like, let alone anything else. But it's, it's funny. So you never know what will happen. And like I've said in the past, um, I think I put it into a Slack chat room the other day. I just said, almost every opportunity that ever happened in my life happened because I was blogging. And that is not an overstatement at all. Like, every job I've had, every uh, person that I've ended up becoming friends with in some way that is not literally in my area or whatever... Uh, has because I was blogging. You know, I know you because I blogged, and vice versa. Yeah. yeah. You know, and we've probably known each other for over ten years, even though we haven't kept in you know, like daily contact or anything. But we've known each other for ten years. There's, I mean, for sure, right? Oh yeah. Um, yeah, ten. Because in two thousand seven, I came to LA. Two thousand five. Yeah, I like. I like got. Way, way deep into the blogging community, like late 2005, early 2006, and um, I think like nine rules. So I think that's where we first crossed paths. Probably. I mean, I remember coming to L.A. in like 2007 and, and uh, yeah, coming to see you there. I have a blog post in February of 2007, which is very early in the year. Uh, and I, I linked to your website. So, by the way, you had Waking Ideas in 2007. <laughs> For sure, because I linked to it in 2007. Colin. Here it is. I have an album of photos from then. Was that 2008 or 2007? Because I, I posted a... I have this thing December 2007. December, December 2007, yep, I have the same thing. So and that would never have happened if it wasn't for blogging and so it just shows you. Blog, man. That's what people should do. Um Okay, so we have other topics, uh maybe for next time. Uh the topics that I kinda had written down for maybe next time were I know you wanted to talk about some uh email services. So, because uh, I'm, I'm interested in that, I'm interested to hear what you have for that because um, I have not looked into any email services yet, but I know that I want to be off of Google soon. So, I would like to, and th- and I have reasons, but we can talk about it then. Yeah, I, I think I think that should be the uh, the conversation for next time. Um, yeah, just uh, email services, and I would say maybe like cloud services and how that you know the evolution of that really has changed things and um I I still have to look at it but you know what um what Apple's done in terms of like their cloud service and like their cloud desktop now and like that you know I've I've had a few people that are not tech people and they are all in with this whole like cloud desktop. Like I don't even have to have a have a hard drive. It's just all in the cloud. And like that's a little scary for me because you know I have terabytes and terabytes and terabytes of data that like I don't want that on somebody else's server. So yeah. So you're talking about even like documents and all kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But but email email specifically, um, you know, moving off of Google and and all of that, I, I think would be great great topic to talk about. I also have a post from 2008 when you had the SirDanny.com. That's not around anymore, huh? No, it is not. Remember that? 
I did. Sir Danny. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Well, uh, I think we're we're just about one hour in, so I I think we should cut it there. Absolutely. Uh, And uh, make it ultra short this time. (laughs) We have uh, have some topics for next time, and uh, thank you to anyone listening. Yeah, if you made it this far, uh, it's you know maybe that you should be doing something else <laughs> with your time. <laughs>